Ladies and gentlemen, in the last week since we've done this podcast, and yes, I know we are a couple days late, but we've seen some shit, okay? We have seen some shit. I've been on the road all the way from Chicago to L.A. on Route 66, then L.A. to where I'm at now in Tennessee, filming a movie called Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure, and that's what we're going to talk about with guests. Left on the edge of a mountain tonight. I'll sleep on Sunset Strip. Next week it's down on Cocoa Beach and then back on the road in Route 666. Yes, indeed, we have seen some shit. Filming a movie is a lot of fun I'm learning to do. I've done TV shows for almost a decade. Love doing TV shows. It's fun. It's in my wheelhouse. Why, I know what talking? I'm doing. Why are you talking like that? Because this? I have to be excitable to get the people to listen. And to I get don't them. think that's working. It is working. They're excited to listen to me right now, and your knee is brushing up against I, mine, and it's I me out. like it. What's creeping you out? The voice or my knee? The knees, voice. Our knees to rubbing your, together. Do, it's, you, do you talk to your mother this way? I do talk to my mother this hey, way, actually. Hey, Mom, can you give me some cookies? You Send see, them down to my van. I got to be excitable. I got to be like on a fake coffee rush. I, I got to put some know. bass in my voice. It I just happens. So. Just Listen, Alex you. Jones made a living doing what I'm doing right now. I need to sell supplements. I'm selling Jackery batteries. So go to Jackery.com. J-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Jackery.com. Pick up a portable power unit. They're not paying me to say this. They just give me free shit all the time. But I'm sitting here with Vinny Vineyard. He is the star of many movies such as The Hike and WJHCAM, Camp Smokey coming out soon and others. Been on all kinds of different TV shows. He's on Wrestling with Ghosts, which is available on a side TV, which you can get right now. $5 a month. Yeah, you want a voice? Here's a voice. I'm going to give you my pitch voice. $5 a month. A side yeah. TV. Spelled A-S-Y TV. You can watch it on ASYTV.com or on Roku. And there's other formats out there that I'm not even what sure work happening? anymore. What has happened to you? Oh, I just had a, a candy bar out of your, or ice cream bar out of your freezer. Oh, okay. Okay. And now that, that sugar's hitting me in the right spots. Anyway, for the last, uh, what, two weeks now, we've been side by side. And in, like Siamese twins connected at the, uh, at the Grundles. And uh, we've, been, we've been everywhere, man, uh, all over. Well, that's not true. You were in your own van. I was in another van, and uh, somehow you drove like a maniac and never got pulled over. My van got pulled over a total three times and talked out of two tickets, but the last one they got us. But uh, I drove uh, 110 miles an hour in Utah, and the Cowboys out there don't like that. But uh, that was fun for a while uh, until the uh, we got pulled over. But... Yes, we for 12, 13 days, we were uh, trying to do our best to follow Route 66 uh, to <laughs> film this movie, and it was, uh, it was an amazing uh, adventure. I mean, it was mind-blowing. Well, here's what, I mean, this is a van life. The people that are listening to this, which, by the way, last week's episode got into the 800s as far as listings. Listeners, 800 people listened to last week. With that week's. voice that you do? With this, that's why they keep coming back. They good, love this voice. Good God. 
Yes, I can I can do anything in this voice and make people excited about it. I don't know. Depends. Trust me. These are not going to leak on you. Depends. The adult diapers for those on the go. Well, where do I get <laughs> where do I get those? See? Exactly. Ah, you got me. I got you. Yeah. Well, here's the reason I'm having you on here, because not only did we make this trip, not only did we film a half of a movie, we're going to film the rest here in the next couple of weeks, here in Tennessee, mm -hmm. Tennessee, take me to another place. Arrested Development. Yeah, Tennessee, tit, tit, deep, Tennessee. Deep cut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But you were you rented a minivan, much like my minivan, uh, you had a Chrysler Pacifica, a nice teal. Was it te not teal, but like a, a bluish green, depending on how the light hit it. It was a blue or green. Well, it, I opted for the one that changed color with the uh, mood of the people in the car. You put in, uh, and we're going to talk to your wife too, who was with us, uh, Julie, in a minute. But Ooh. you, uh, yeah, that chick down the hall, the oh. chick down the hall, uh, uh -huh. watching Rock Hudson movies at the moment <laughs> and drooling over that man, which she just likes gay people a lot. I do too. They're they're fantastic, and we're coming really? off Pride Month, so I have to say that Pride Month, yes, gay people did you everywhere. Do a, did you do a Rainbow Asai TV logo? Nope, don't do that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but you put an air mattress in the back. I gave you a Jackery. You had a water pump and a five gallon jug. You did van life. Uh huh. <laughs> At first, how appealing was the thought of traveling for two weeks? Just about two weeks. In a minivan with another person, uh, where where did that register with you as far as uh, the excitement level and tolerance level? Oh, I was excited. I mean, one of my my life, I've done everything I've wanted to do, and there's very few things left on the bucket list that I need to do. And one of the things was I wanted to drive across the American West. I'm an East Coast guy. I've lived down south, up north, uh, wrestled. Uh, in Chicago and all through the Midwest. I've played music all over the South and the Midwest. And so I was pretty much the king of everything uh, east of the Mississippi. So, yeah, I don't care if it was a moped with, with, a, with a large sweaty guy with back hair. I would have, I would have done it. Um, my wife, who we'll talk to in a minute apparently, she uh, is the one that uh, did all the planning uh, and uh, I trust her on that stuff. I was worried that her comfort level, because she's a girl, right? You know? I mean, I was worried she's a that... woman, a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's great. But I just, you know, I thought she'd be like, it's a little hot. And it did get hot. And you got to be kind of tough to uh, do this life and this preparation and, and regular mon mundane tasks uh, take a little bit more effort. Um, and, and uh, but, but... Yeah, in the beginning, I, I had no objection to it at all. I thought it was uh, uh, we were going to have a blast. And she did a lot of the preparation because I talked to her on the phone and she was asking me lots of questions. Uh huh. And how excited was she compared to how excited you were? I think we were. I mean, we were pegging the meter. I don't know. I don't know who was more excited. I was. Uh, I, I think I was more excited because I like being in front of the camera and I was excited about making this movie, but uh, she was also stupid happy. And my wife is easily pleased, which is a, fellas, that's a wonderful trait in a woman. Uh, so, I mean, if we just went by a couple of the things that she wanted to see, some points of interest, uh, she was going to be just be bopping, happy, goofy. So that was, uh, yeah, we were both excited. Let's talk about that first night when you guys drove from 
Knoxville where you, to, yeah, Knoxville to Chicago. Uh-huh. I didn't even know you pulled up that night, and I guess you found a little spot on the side of the road. Yeah. Talk about the first night sleeping in the van where you just exhausted, didn't care, because a lot yeah. of the times, I pull over about 6 o'clock, around 8 o'clock, I am just out. 9 o'clock, I'm usually completely out, and it doesn't matter where I'm at. It's Because we, we're going to talk about a lot of different places that we parked, because we parked at a lot of different places. What was that first night like? Just exhaustion. I mean, I'm at the age now where I, I can sleep. I sleep sometimes on the floor. In the There's a perfectly good bed. There's several beds in this house. I like sometimes I, I can sleep anywhere. I sleep in chairs on love seats. I sleep in the streets. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, it doesn't matter. So I was out. She was out. Uh, the bed was comfortable. We got a $27 air mattress. I thought it was going to. Expender. Thought I was gonna pop. Well, we got a cheap one because we thought we were gonna keep popping them. Uh, the thing was a champ. There was no leaks ever. Um, really cool design. I don't know the name of it, um, but uh, you know. So I mean, riding back there while somebody else is driving is just like being uh, rocked to sleep by a big metal mother figure. I've never gotten to ride in the back and take a nap while somebody's driving my oh, van. I'm a loner. I, maybe my daughter will do that someday when we're traveling together, but that does sound amazing. This is like, like kind of like being on a boat or something. Well, you get to wake up and you're like, where are we? And right. Like, exactly. Way far away from where we were. And you're like, oh, cool. I missed all the suffering. So we wake up in Chicago. We film all over the place. We filmed at the apartment building. We filmed at the uh, pizza place. We filmed at, and you just made a list yesterday of all the things of all the things, because there was a lot of things. And we missed things. I'm sure we... We've we missed probably half of Route 66 as far as individual cities and the things that are out there. But I think we covered enough to get the point across that we uh, we made that, that trek all the way down uh, Chicago well, to L.A. Well, the cool thing is this movie, nobody's going to be able to accuse you of saying of using stock footage of certain uh, images and just us shooting this in Colorado Springs or something. I mean, it was uh, it was the trek, and you will see everything, every topography. And it was a, I don't know, is this a, this is a van life thing, right? This is a van life podcast, Ruin, or is this... Yeah, the, I mean, it's uh, a, whatever. Okay, but it's a travel thing. So, I mean, most people know that Route 66 isn't a road that you can just start in Chicago and bebop all the way down to Los Angeles. In fact, you can't even effing get out of Chicago on Route right. 66. I mean, there's a sign, and that's pretty much the end of it. By the way, it's, that sign is... Sucks. That was the worst... Yeah, you got angry. The first day and the last day are the two days that were the absolute worst yeah. for me personally, because I could not park anywhere in the freaking city of Chicago to go film the part of the movie, an integral part of the movie, thankfully you guys did with your phone, um, to just pull over and show Vinny looking at the beginning of the trail sign, I think whatever it said, of Route 66, and I wanted that shot again. Thankfully, you guys got the shot with your phones, but it still wasn't. It wasn't what, what I you, yeah, what wanted, wanted, but it'll work. Um, that w- and then the very last day, which we'll talk about later, just because it was so damn hot and we were in a crappy Cracker Barrel. Um, so we're heading down Route 66. The the miles are adding up. They're starting to pile up quickly because Illinois is a very long state from top to bottom. And you start at the very top in Chicago, and you go all the way to the, down to the bottom past Springfield. It, it seems like we were in Illinois forever. I was getting kind of frustrated. And I, I, I guess the people, most people that listen to this, if they're van people, van life people or travel people, 
you know that Route 66 is disjointed, and uh, there's different characters of Route 66, I think, um, around Joliet and Chicago and all that stuff. Everything's shiny. Everything looks like it, Richie Valens is going to pop out of the damn diners. All the little points of interest have neon, clean, smiley, polished, you know, like there's little uh, restaurants like Del Rey's Chicken Basket. and, and Good uh, chicken, by the way. Oh, it's the best chicken I ever had in my life. Unbelievable. Can't believe it. Uh, and I live down south now, so, I mean, that's saying something. So, it, uh, you know, the, 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 the Elrod, Elwood's uh, gimmick, everything looked nice. And as you progress, it gets rougher and rougher. And at the end, all the points of interest, most of them, not all of them, are pretty run down. A lot of them are graffitied. A lot of them are breaking and stuff. Um, but... You know, that was interesting to me. But when I think of Route 66, I think of the Desert West. I don't think it's Chicago necessarily. Uh, but the first day I was getting a little frustrated because I was sick of driving for five minutes and stopping. And it was a daunting task ahead of us. And it was like, Jesus, let's get some miles in. But and like you said, you can't just go down Route 66. Uh-uh. You have to go, okay, where's the next city? Put it in your GPS. It's a mystery. It'll and take a freeway there. And there's no... I don't think there's anything online that tells you exactly what to do. Like, I don't think anybody's ever done, okay, if you want to go from Chicago to L.A., you've got to do this and then this and this. You basically have to hit the points of interest, and you use the interstate system a lot, and when you can find Route 66. Which used to be Route 66. Right. Just paved over it. Yeah. Now, we had an app called the Ultimate Route 66 Guide. I think that's what it's called. And uh, Pretty it, okay. It tells you the next city and it tells you what's in the next city and uh there's pictures not a lot i wish there was more pictures so you can kind of judge it better there's a few things we miss like the drive-through logos and things like that the big neon ones which are kind of new actually i think they're in like in the last five years they put those up which what's that the big drive-through we didn't see them because we passed them but there's like you could there's like a big logo that you can drive the van through would have been great shot with the drone oh. or something like that we missed all that but the uh yeah, I mean, there, we, we missed kind of what we wanted to miss, and we stopped at what we really wanted to see. The movie is a van life movie. The movie is a Route 66 movie. The movie is a hard luck comedy, and it's just the Route 66 is the backdrop. Van life is the backdrop, and we got a lot more van life things to add to it. Where did we sleep that first night? Were we still in Illinois, or did we make it down to Oklahoma City? No, no, we no. Um, Where did we go? My brain's foggy right now. Well, I've got the list in there. It, Been on it your couch took, for three days. It took... Um, I know Joliet. We were at the ice cream shop uh, there, and uh, there's a park and stuff. And I think we, we crashed somewhere near that part of Illinois. I, I don't think we made it down. Unless I'm wrong, we might have made it all the way down to St. Louis. I don't know. Uh, or or uh, Uranus. Uh, oh yeah, we did. Yeah, and we went to a Cracker Barrel in yes. in and now, around Uranus. Night? I guess yeah. we, I guess it was. We yeah, woke but, up and we did that bridge in the morning with the drone. That's and everything. right. So yeah, we made it to your past, little past Uranus. I guess on the butt cheek. Right. Yeah. A lot of Cracker Barrels. What did you think about sleeping in a Cracker Barrel parking lot? Eh, safe. I mean, I'm not. Uh... Permission is big. Having permission is huge. It's you don't have to worry about getting a knock, and for the most part, it's lit up. There's cameras. 
And that's kind of what you look for when you're sleeping in a van full time and you're not familiar with the environment. So Cracker Barrel, I mean, there's some Cracker Barrels that don't let you. There's big signs, but. Well, I know uh, I'm a professional driver, too. And I'm a, I own a taxi cab company and a medical transportation company. And sometimes you get tired driving and they want you to pull over. There's people saying, hey, tired driving is like drunk driving. And then when you do, the freaking cops come and bang on your damn window. What are you doing? Right. I'm freaking dri- I'm just trying to sleep so I don't kill myself and everybody else on the road. I've never had a cop knocking on the windows. Oh, I've had, I have. Been. I've had security a couple times from different places. And I've had, um, I think just security, actually. Security guards all over the place. Is, like, well, the what cops, the fuck do you want? The cops end up being nice, but when they got the freaking flashlight in your eyeballs. It's really annoying. And you're sitting there going... And you're trying to wake up and you're really tired. What are you doing? Hey, it's Julie. We're going to bring her in in a second. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, you got, you're trying to sit there and they're like, what are you doing? You're like, huh? I did it. I, I'm driving. And, I'm, and they, you sound like you're drunk and you're like, I'm going to be fucking thrown in the. Here's the thing if you're making a mess and you're piling things around or you're thumping shitty music or whatever and you're just being a nuisance, of course, get the fuck out of my parking lot. But. We don't normally do that stuff. We just need, like you said, need a place to sleep, need a place to pull over, do some work, whatever, and that's usually about it. We're not hurting anybody. We're not messing up anything, so leave us alone. Just leave us alone. After that Cracker Barrel, the next place we stayed was in Oklahoma City. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a church. The New Life Church in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, which is Oklahoma City, basically. Giant cross. How did you feel uh, sleeping under the shroud and the uh, omnipresent um, religious uh, symbolics? Uh, <laughs> it, there was a thunderstorm that night, so which was beautiful it, and it an was, orange sky too. And we got uh, some beautiful shots of the lightning storm going past the big uh, electric cross, and uh, that was a nice night. I mean, there was uh, we woke up and there was a lot of. Workers, I guess there's a lot of people, and so that was kind of weird. It was like people walking around, and my pants were down my to my ankles for some reason at that point in the morning. But uh, <laughs> we didn't shield ourselves as properly as some people do in the van life, where it's hard to see what's going on inside. Oh yeah, I noticed that you guys just had little shades on your windows. We had shades. We had like little. My stuff's gimmicks. blacked out. Completely yeah. blacked out. You, you could be in there uh, con- just constructing a bomb for, to destroy people and. Nobody would know. We would be we would be busted. <laughs> Did you uh, at that point? You're a couple. You're a couple days in. You got a couple nights under your belt. Did you start getting used to it at that point, or did it take a couple more days? Um, you know, Julie brought uh, card games, a, a table, um, little things to do, and by the time we were shooting. And the time that we were driving, and stop and go, and all the heavy food we were eating, by the time at night, I could have slept in the, I could have slept in the gutter and been fine. I mean, it was, I was, it was cramped. I got to tell you, uh, I got blisters. I, I bought brand new effing shoes because I wanted to look cute for the movie, and they destroyed my feet. Dude, your feet were awful. Yeah, and they, there was a couple days I was having, I was struggling. You look walking. like a leper. Yeah. I had all sorts of contusions and I had a blood blister. It looked like death himself touched my foot. Uh, 
it was cramped in the morning. The only time I did not like van life was in the morning, trying to get my medicine, trying to get brush my teeth, trying to find clothes that didn't smell like an armpit, um, you know, not trying to wake Julie up. I mean, that sucked. But the rest of the day, it was fine. When one person's on the bed and one person's in the front, it's actually pretty pimp. Let's talk about eating on the road, though. It's In your head, on paper, it seems like it's simple to just keep food with you. Eat that, make some little salads, have some chicken breast, you know, just eat healthy. And it, 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 that's not reality, though, because you're driving to these towns, you're tired, you don't want to cook, you don't want to warm anything up, you don't want to uh, seek out healthy food. You, you just, you, you see all the signs, you're like, oh, I'm going to try this. I'd love to try that. Oh, look, there's something I've always wanted to eat at. There's Al's Hot Beef in Chicago. There was uh, Bartoli's Pizza in Chicago. And by this point, we've already had like five or six, like, really good meals that are, you know, either legendary meals. The chicken basket place we were talking about. Um, just how did you feel about the way you and Julie but were eating on the road because I know I am ashamed of myself after this trip. To this day, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> well, we uh, we ate kind of a healthy breakfast thing every morning. Um, I, I don't feel too bad. I mean, it felt like we had one crazy, stupid meal a day at least. Uh, most of the time, we only ate one meal besides breakfast. Uh, so I don't feel too bad about my cal- uh, calorie intake. Uh, 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 you can't exercise. That's the other thing, too, is acting. People think actors are soft, and, and the ones that are very rich may be soft, but when you're doing low-budget comedies and horror movies and, and you've got fight scenes, we're pro wrestlers, so there's uh, there's stunts. I'm, I did my own stunts. I'm getting really old, and uh, these things suck. Dude, you're just worn out. You can't bring out a hot plate and start cooking for three people. You know, that was what you said in the beginning. It's like, hey, I'm going to cook for us at night. Dude, there's just no way. You've got to, even if you have a camera, you got to hold the camera at weird angles. You got to position yourself. You got to do take after take after take. That's. Oh, I was low no- crawling a lot. In this oh, trip. you're on the ground? I love you. Were, I, mean, I, love the, I like the way the you, shot looks, but it does take an effect on you. And we're yeah. both former pro wrestlers. So, you know, of, of many decades. Yeah. So we, we don't really mind as much as because some actors are soft you know some of them are just complete pussies well, that's why we but that goes with anything there's yeah. pussies in every field there's pussy pro wrestlers but anyway uh you know we're a little more physical and everything i noticed that about you you really got your ass kicked though running through the desert basically half naked um <laughs> you were half naked for a lot of this film and uh, you're fighting a cactus. You did fight a cactus in the desert outside of Vegas. I, uh, yeah, I think it was a Joshua tree. And, and you those, won. Yeah. Well, I was trying to put an arm ringer on it, and uh, it felt like knife blades. I said, okay, enough comedy there. I <laughs> took a header into, I was trying to block some light. We were having trouble with the shot with light. So I, I did a judo roll in the desert and scratched my forehead badly on a tumbleweed. I mean, it, there was... Uh, sunburnt nose, a uh, couple of bruises, had a lot of cacti needles in my legs, um, hitting the eyeball. I had, I had surgery on my eye and it's t- if the Thomaselli's ever hear this, they'll feel bad, but, uh, I got something, th- I got a pizza slice thrown in right into the eye that I had surgery on and it felt like somebody took a thumb and stuck it right in my eye. It hurt like a mother effer. And it was a deep dish pizza, <laughs> yeah, a deep was, dish sausage pizza in Chicago. This yeah. is not like some... <laughs> 
thin slice New York freaking pie we're talking about here. No, this was a, a good four to six and inches it, deep. And it was good. My eye was good hyper, pizza, though. My eye was hypersensitive. It, it, if it hit my other eye, it wouldn't hurt at all. But uh, so, I mean, yeah, it was. I woke up, I had sand in my ears. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it. It was a trip, you know. I was laying down in the desert. Um, yeah, it was. Well, we went from Oklahoma City to Amarillo, where we, you ate some test. You had some balls in your mouth. Uh huh. And then you took a body slam again in the desert oh, from I took a, a from a wrestler at the Cadillac Ranch. Well, that's funny. It was my idea to take a body slam. You were like, I tried I, to talk you out. I don't want you to do it. And I said I could take a body slam on this stuff. It was just dirt. And then <clears throat> the guy, nice guy, picked me up, body slammed me. He set you down nice. And uh, you were like, uh, let's do another take. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> you were the one that didn't want me to do this in the first place. Hey, man, you talked and, me into and it. And you're you like, know? now he's like, yeah, well, post them better and f- face them towards the camera. And The first one. And the funny thing is we actually used the first one, which is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, it was, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I forgot about the body slam thing. That was eating bull testicles. and Amarillo was, the, was good to you. There was a lot of abuse. What did you think of the Cadillac Ranch? By the way, if you haven't been to the Cadillac Ranch, it's just a bunch of Cadillacs stuck in a round covered in spray paint with a bunch of other people spray painting them. That's all they have to do in Amarillo. But uh, besides the Big Texan, which is amazing. Hi, Bobby Lee. I love you. Uh, wish I could have seen you there, uh, the owner of the Big Texan. Great guy. But Cadillac Ranch, your opinion. Something that you mentioned you did want to see when we yeah. left. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really excited. Um the highway there spray painted. Uh, it reminds me of Centralia, which is an abandoned uh, city in Pennsylvania. That uh, one of the things you do there is. I'll be actually going there uh, after here. I Maybe. think they've changed. I think they've outlawed spray painting that highway. There's a there's a highway up there that's melting. Yeah. Um, the fire is burning underneath the city. That's why nobody lives there. And look it up. Silent Hill, the video game, is based on Centralia. And it's, can't wait to check that out. It's a lot different than what you think it's going to be. But anyway, um, it was similar with the spray paint everywhere. And, and basically, a lot of spray paint on the cars kind of form into this weird uh, plastic kind of <laughs> form, formations that are like, I don't know, they look like the vehicle's melting. It's, a, it's very strange. It almost looks organic. Uh, the paint, when you paint over paint over paint, it starts to form this. I actually weird... like how they spray painted the road. I'm pretty sure that wasn't their in- intention when they opened it to have the road spray painted as well as the freeway dividers. But I was trying to get a drone shot of you taking off in my van, which is another star of the movie, is the van. And uh, and the drone is a star of the movie, I think. It, we got some great drone shots, but then that guy jackknifed and screwed it all up. <laughs> well, we can't, Asian family. We can't is, say what race they are because that's an Asian family. Oh, okay. So, yeah, an Asian family, I couldn't believe it. I wanted to go up to him and go, What are you doing to your people? <laughs> uh, but I, he jackknifed, he, he was, it was a Winnebago towing a, a Jeep a, or something. Yeah, yeah, and they just jackknifed the entire freeway there and nobody could get around. And it was like, and they got stuck. And he had all these people going, what the hell are you doing? And it was. And all they had to do was take the Jeep off and move it. Yeah, they couldn't figure out how to do that. It, it, no, it was, it was, just it was a goofball. mess. It was like their first time ever taking out an RV or something. It had to be. Yeah, they were they were confused. Amarillo, uh, we ate at the Big Texans. So, uh, you know, that was good, good stuff. Good stuff. Then we went from Amarillo, uh, got off of Route 66, or at least the alleged Route 66 route. 
and headed up to my old stomping grounds in Colorado Springs, where we stayed at Kilroy's Workshop, which is, I talk about them all the time. I stayed up there for three weeks just about a month ago. And um, it was nice having you guys there. We stayed there for one night, I think. Was it two nights? I think it was two nights. I think it was two. You guys did, what did you think of Colorado Springs? Nicest city on the whole trip. Um, Beautiful. Uh, Colorado was surprising. I mean, I was, at this point when we got into... Texas did not surprise me, and Oklahoma looked like I thought it would look. But New Mexico, and when we started going through all the other stuff, it it blew my mind. Um, Colorado, I didn't realize, was a desert on one side and mountains in the middle. I thought it was all like, you know, like the beer commercials, right? I just thought everybody lived in the mountains. Um, the uh, Colorado Springs is kind of a desert town, right? And then it's it's next to the mountains, so... Real pretty. Uh, looks. It's not a huge city, so the traffic's not gross. Got to check out Garden of the Gods, Manatee yep. Springs, which is an adjacent city. Yeah, it's like Gatlinburg here. You know, it's, it's always a fun tourist. show. I lived there for 17 years up until three months ago. I'm over three months full time in the van now, and it's really cool just to show these kind of. The whole trip was me going, "Oh, look at this! We got to see this! We got to go there! I got to take you here! I got to take you there!" It's, that that stuff is really fun and kind of big for me because I get to share something that I just normally do by myself, and it's really cool to share with you guys because you guys are both awesome and appreciate it. You know, if it's if I'm showing my son, my son would be like, <laughs> "Cool, he'd be on his phone." Or oh, whatever, you know. And at that point, when we got past Colorado Springs, uh, as soon as we got past Denver, well, we decided to take the route straight to Vegas from Colorado Springs instead of going back down six hours to get back on route 66 right and because we're gonna go route 66 on the way back so that was you know a smart decision we all made and then we headed all the way to vegas uh i think we pretty much drove overnight did we no we stopped in saint george saint george yeah which is that's either nevada or utah Utah. yeah it's one of it's on the border but uh utah was crazy was driving was driving 110 miles an hour i did not look forward to going through Utah, uh, but yet it probably was my fa- my favorite moment of the trip. Probably, w- and you were way ahead of us because we got pulled over and we were a little slower than you. We had medical situations going on, so you were jet. You were oh, and that was the other thing too. We had uh, altitude sickness going through Colorado Springs. If you ever go through Colorado Springs, you go in those mountains. Drink it, water. Yeah, if you have uh, yeah, we had uh, somebody was dehydrated. My eyes, the where I got hit in the eyeball and had a laser shot, my eye was going where I couldn't see. It looked like a big green blob. I didn't want to alarm Julie or Brandon, so I said, hey, let's pull off in Silverthorn or whatever this is. We had a sandwich, rehydrated, drank a bunch, and then we were good to go. So we were way behind Brandon. So at that point, and I'm kind of glad we were, we took the liberty to start stopping at the overlooks near the San Rafael Reef. We saw an effing truck catch fire. We called 911. But I actually went on a little hike and just saw some glorious... Uh, Grand Canyon. Gay God moments and uh, some graffiti that was uh, delightful. Uh, but uh, just some amazing... It was some of my favorite. And then we saw that we stopped at the Ghost Rock Overlook and another one. Uh, unbelievable. Just breathtaking. Just sitting there. I've never seen that stuff. Julie's never seen that stuff before. And we were just like... My mind is blowing. It looked like we were on another effing planet. I mean, I'm either on the ocean, in a big city, or in the mountains of Tennessee. 
I do not see this this jive. This looked like it was foreign to me. So uh, drove 110, got in Nevada. Okay, so I'm an East Coast guy. And another thing that blew my mind, we were way behind Brandon that night, so I was like, I'm just going to kind of knock out some stuff. And so one of the things we wanted to do, um, besides see a truck catch on fire, because cool, uh, it was nighttime, and I wanted to get out kind of off the road, away from the highway, and look up into the stars, you know, the desert, look up and see the Milky Way jive. And so we get off, and we're in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. And it was like, hey, it's a, it's an exit, blah, blah, blah. And we get off the exit, and I thought, hey, we'll drive, you know, a mile down the road where, you know, and we'll, we'll turn around in a wide spot and look up. And immediately off the interstate, gravel road, Slam on the brakes, smoke going everywhere, and we almost went into a giant uh, pasture where there was irrigation uh, irrigation uh, devices <laughs> and machines. I almost destroyed the vehicle. I mean, it was like off the interstate is dirt. It doesn't even go to a road or a house or a gas station. Yeah, it should pretty much stay on the interstate. Back God in Almighty, no kidding. I mean, I don't even know why they put an exit there. And so. Meanwhile, while you're having all that fun and having all these life experiences, I was sitting on a damn cracker bro going, where are they? Yeah. And I think I had Culver's that night. So, yeah. it's. Uh, but I've made that trek a thousand times. Uh, we spent a little time in uh, the Las Vegas area filming all around the town. I slept at the Pioneer Saloon that night. You guys actually vacated, abandoned the van life experience and got a hotel because you were uh, uh, a newly engaged married couple, I guess, re-engaged. Re-engaged? Yeah, I proposed. Which was very, very sweet on Fremont Street, uh, a little proposal down on one knee in front of everybody. Yeah, and uh, that was cool. I gave her a, I didn't have a ring, I gave her a pop ring, which is what I did when I first proposed to her, but we got married in Vegas, so... That was kind of like where it happened, and she said yes, and I was I hope so because that would have been an awkward trip. Yeah, uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, I think I'll pass. And then we went yeah. to the stratosphere and looked at all the gobbledygook on the top of the the tower, all the stupid rides. But the view up there is amazing, and you basically stay up there until the wind dries your eyeballs out. <laughs> uh, I'd stay up there all night, but you, you just eventually you're like I can't, I don't have any moisture in my eyes. So then we. Went back to hotel room, bada boom, bada bing, and then we met up with you at the. Got a couple of watermelons, and we uh, Pioneer met, Saloon. And what city is that in? That is in Good Springs, Nevada. It's on the outskirts of Vegas. I love it. It's one of my favorite it, places on earth. Pioneer it's, Saloon. It's not the outskirts of Vegas. It's the outskirts of the moon. You know, outskirts of <laughs> Vegas to me is like, okay, we're going to go into the suburbs. There's going to be a Safeway. There's going to be a school. This, these are dirt roads. Um. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Going to Good Springs, it might have been a regular road, but as soon as you uh, got past the Pioneer Saloon, which is way out. And you take a right, left, and a right, and you're out in the middle of the... We're going through a neighborhood. You're it, in the Mojave Desert. Let me tell you, I don't know if you if these people listen to this damn thing, if they know anything about the desert. As we're pulling through what I would consider a neighborhood, it's like a little grid city of a few blocks going each way, there was a, a mother effer dude with no shirt on. Did you see this? He was shooting a bow and arrow. Oh, yeah. He was. He basically got out of his yard, crossed the street like you would go get your mail, 
turned around and was firing arrows into his yard. I guess he had a homemade target he put in his front I'm going to pretend he had a homemade target <laughs> just to ease my mind. It wasn't like... Uh, a domestic you know, violence uh, situation? Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm hoping it wasn't a dog or something that kept barking or, you know, who knows. But, yeah, the first time I ever went out to where we went out and filmed the freakout scene, we did a freakout scene where he was fighting a cactus. We talked about that earlier. First time I ever went out there was with my buddy Garrett. Why would um, you go out there? We just wanted to see where the road led, basically. So we're out there. We, it was, we found the desert by happenstance. We're road like, oh. in question. Road in quotes. It was nighttime, and we pull up, and there's something, something sitting in the middle of the road. It was alive. It was alive. It was covered in something, and it was moving, and you could see it. It was about four feet tall. We both stopped with the headlights on this living being. It, it looked like something cryptozoology whatever oh my ex-wife it could have been her and basically it, we 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 stopped there for about a minute and then it turned its head completely around it was a freaking owl a four foot tall owl and then the freaking owl just like his leg his arms legs arms all that stuff spread and he flew away <laughs> it was the biggest owl i didn't know owls were that big i had no idea they could be that big i've i've str- i've stayed the night out there probably six times uh, between the Pioneer and that place, hoping to see that owl again or one equal to size so I can videotape it. That was insane. That was the first time I ever went out there. And anyway, after that, after we did the freakout scene, I, I do want to couple back to Colorado Springs real quick and thank Ariel, Jason, and Bruce for the, the scenes that we got to shoot with them. They, get, they killed it. It was all awesome. And uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, the road from Vegas to Los Angeles is weird. It's a very, and I'm so glad I got to share it with you. And I wish we would have gotten to see everything. We didn't get to see Calico Ghost Town. We didn't go down Zizek's Road, which is kind of nothing. It's just something you do. Uh, we didn't stop at Eddie's. Uh, we didn't, there's a lot of different things. But we did end up stopping at and having dinner, lunch, whatever you want to call that, Peggy Sue's 50s Diner. And you got to experience and the, 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 the turtle-ridden uh, dinosaur park. We got to stop at... Largest uh, thermometer. The largest thermometer, the ET for, or the alien fresh jerky. We got to, I got to show you the guys that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was oppressive. It was impressive and oppressive. I mean, the desert, <laughs> people talk about population control. I mean, you can put a lot of people in a lot of places out there. And it makes you wonder why anybody stays in any of these places. I mean, we went to the world largest, uh, world's largest thermometer, and there was a little white dude in there with blonde hair. And he he was friendly to you, and he knew you. And I'm like, this guy's an NPC. There's nobody, there's no way in the world there's a guy that lives out in this desert, and he just is a smiley guy hanging out at the world's largest thermometer. Um, We're being attacked by the Germans on the left. We got to get the Yeah, it's 930 at night on July 5th. 5th. Nobody celebrates July 5th, people. That is National Douchebag Day. From now on, July 3rd and July 5th, are the two parts of National Douchebag Day. Hey, we're just going through the the leftovers. But yeah. um, but I don't know why they're doing it this late at night. But anyway, uh, so I just felt like that was... A, I mean, my mind is blown from the West, the Western desert and all that stuff. So, yeah. Well, at was, this point, you've been in the van for a week. I guess. Oop, pardon oh, me, bless I guess. you. Are you okay there? I think one of the fireworks... Your wife made a great freaking uh, dinner tonight. I so. think the, one of the fireworks uh, slipped in and got me under the, under the windowsill. So you got a week of van life under your belt. How are you feeling at this point when we're excited, headed towards Los Angeles? Just uh, st- stupid excited. Still, it was. It was still at that point. It was high energy. 
Now, what did we do? Oh, we went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah. And then we did... Uh, do we have dinner somewhere? I don't remember what we did in Los Angeles for some reason. I don't know what we ate that night. What uh, did we have that night? It, we were in Los Angeles. We Oh, we didn't eat... No, we we uh, did not eat in Los Angeles for dinner. Coming from, we stopped somewhere before we went in. Or no, what the hell did we eat? I have no idea. It's it's driving me nuts. Oh, I want to say. Oh, that, Peggy Sue's fifties diner, but but that was in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Brandon made chicken and steak fajitas in Colorado Springs, and I'm going to do a podcast of my own about the trip. Uh, but absolutely, unequivocally. The best meal of the entire damn trip was Brandon's. Really? That's, and, uh, that's a big compliment. And, we uh, ate some legendary places. Pretty good. There were some disappointments. We never had... I'm not Texan and I'm not uh, Californian, so I never had In-N-Out Burger or Whataburger. Whataburger is terrible. It's one of the, the worst. worst one of the worst hamburgers I've ever had in my life. It's I think down you there. feel the same about In-N-Out, too. It's, it's not... Eh, it's, it's not disappointing. It's a Big Mac. It's a glamorized, health, slightly healthier Big Mac. It's not... The eh. fries are terrible. In-N-Out fries are just... Well, like McDonald's... shoestring fri- fries are terrible. McDonald's fries are fantastic. Oh, they're wonderful, yeah. Yeah, so, but... Um, so, I guess they would lose overall. I don't know, but Whataburger was terrible. But you're... you're that, I would eat that anytime. And it was because it was great and tasty, and you know how to cook. I didn't know you knew how to cook as well. It's like my thing, man. And... Okay. Uh, but you... Uh, the... Uh, uh, the ample amount of avocado was delicious. Um, <laughs> I grew I, the avocados. Yeah. I love the avocado... But, uh, yeah, in Hollywood, we went uh, down the Hollywood Walk of Fame. or if The next day, but we that night of the first day when we pulled in, we slept. It was hard to find a place to sleep. In. It always is. If you've watched my YouTube show, The Asai TV Van Life, on the Asai TV uh, YouTube page, you'll know that finding a place to park in Los Angeles is the drizzling shits. The last time I was there, a couple months ago, I stayed at a Planet Fitness uh, for a couple nights, and then the third night, there was a drug bu- deal, like, right outside of my window uh, with people talking about killing each other and killing people. And I could, my windows were cracked so I could hear everything. And I'm, I was like, nope, I guess I won't be staying here tonight. It was like a Saturday night. I was like, nope, I'm out. And then I slept on the side of the road in Burbank, which I love Burbank. but Burbank, Burbank. California. It is. It's wonderful. Burbank's hey, awesome. We got to go to Burbank if we ever go back to L.A. Julie's got to go here in a few minutes. Let's get her out real quick. and We'll do, take five. She's got to go. Where's she going? She's got to. We have a customer. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot about that. I didn't know you hey, had Hey, Julie. One. Let's bring in the jewels. Julie! All right. And we'll ask her. Um, I got a little irritated in Los Angeles because I couldn't find a place to park. And when I was having you with me, I was like, you know, I, I feel guilty right now because we're just kind of driving around Santa Monica and there's no place to park in oh. Santa Monica whatsoever. We are. There she is. Come and sit down. Miss Vin. And oh, here comes the puppy. Hello. You All gotta, right, you got to get our guy here. Talk, minutes, talk loudly and clearly. Let me get the the dog in here. And so, Julie, we've uh, discussed the trip from Chicago to L.A. at this point. Yes. And I would like to know your overall synopsis, synopsis, S Y N O P I S S I, of um, that part of the the trip from Chicago, the Route 66, from uh, and we didn't stay on Route 66 the whole time. Of course, but we covered what we missed on the way back. But from Chicago to L.A., give me the Julie version. It was incredible and unbelievable, except I saw it, so it was believable. (laughs) Wow. 
That makes that's, sense. That's that's amazing. That's a synopsis. That's in we the podcast you, now. That's, we brought you um, out for that. I'm so glad you brought me out here for this. What no, was some of the things? Really what, what are the awesome. flashes? Everyone has memory flashes, and what are the flashes going through your head when you're thinking of leaving? Uh, and I'm not even covering the spot where you came from Tennessee to Illinois because I wasn't there because it doesn't mean anything to me because I wasn't there. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's just leaving Chicago that first night sleeping in the van uh, and, and all the preparation you did beforehand because you and I, we corresponded quite a bit. Yeah. I was scared that it was going to fall apart. What? The van? The setup. Oh. The whole setup. Oh. I was afraid that we weren't going to get a minivan and we ended up that's, with a great van. That's really The van point. with no name. The absolute van with no name. That's a big point too. We didn't know because when you rent a car, half the time the thing you ordered is not what you're, yeah. 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 And we were like, wanted. dude, if we got an excursion or a, whatever, it would have been a disaster. It would have worked. I think an excursion but, or a suburban would have worked. But, but if the they gave you like a gas. Honda Sentra or something like, or a oh. Nissan Sentra. We wouldn't have been able to do it. No. You'd have, yeah, it would have been brutal. Disaster. So the one thing I learned about van life is that you're amazing because it requires constant reorganizing. Constant. Okay. Cleaning. Yeah, cleaning and making sure that everything's straight or it's going to fly all over the van. It really takes you to a primal place, too, because finding yes. a place to sleep, finding things to eat, oh. uh, privacy is another thing. You know, it's, it, it takes you back to uh, almost caveman instincts of, you know, hunt, gather, kill, sleep, whatever. Heck yeah, because the survival aspect of it is a real thing. We were talking about this today, driving through Denver. Uh, Vinny and I got super dehydrated because we had no freaking idea. And our water, the way we had our van set up, everything had shifted to the front. So if we had thought better, we would have manually shifted everything to the back. But yeah, it was just, it was an awesome learning experience. But you don't know until you do it. Right on, I didn't know anything about van life when I started. I watched a lot of videos like Van City Van Life, things like that. Yeah, man, we were And I learned. But even then... They tell you, the people that have been doing this for years are like, just get the van and don't build anything until you live in it for like a couple months. And then you'll figure out what you need and how you want it laid out. Yeah, man, you were a big blessing to us. As I, I yes, Aww. I agree. I am a giant blessing, <laughs> yes. But we had My no mother idea. says that all the time of what a blessing I Aww. am. Yes. Yeah, we had no idea of the work that your life, that your life entails. And it's but the thing is, you're awesome. You're, you have so much freaking freedom but you give up a lot of the stresses and the work that you do in a house yeah i don't have to clean a toilet i don't have to clean a bathroom i don't have to you know fix a washer or dryer if it breaks i don't have well, to do any of that stuff. we don't clean the toilet here either <laughs> i noticed no, yeah, yeah. I, I cleaned it for you though thank been, you love I've you've been, been awesome you gotta call me benson from now on i've been a yes i've been here for three days and i've been having a lot of fun enjoying a bathroom and enjoying. I, I like doing dishes. I like sweet. It's fun it's so when you don't awesome. have to do it all the time. It's fun. I kind of missed it. But uh, we're in Los Angeles, and that's where we left off. And we were. Oh, the Santa Monica Pier was amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's no being there. At the that people time are not. Oh, it was creepy. As people shit. are gross. But we it, couldn't find a place to park, and then we had to end up. We just found some empty parking spots on the side of the road. And I was a little nervous, and I didn't want to subject you to that part of it because I felt responsible. Yeah. But it ended up being wonderful. It was a great Heck night's sleep. Yeah, 
Oh, I slept so freaking sound in that van. It was unbelievable. Well, we're adventurers, and I mean, I've been on the road playing in bands and, and pro wrestling and ghost hunting and making TVs and movies. I mean, I've lived, I, I've slept in terrible places and owning a taxi cab company, sleeping through the night, uh, being snowed yeah. in. And places. Well, you have the van that I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the same van, basically, except for, you know, mine's way better. And mine just got hit yeah, yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, but it, it didn't bother us. You, mm-hmm. I didn't feel in danger at any point. There was a no. point, I know you're going in order, but there was a point in Albuquerque where it was very strange to see human beings at 7 a.m. on a Sunday walking around like uh, li- <laughs> literal zombies because everybody was high on meth. I knew about Albuquerque pulling into it, and I told yeah. you that. I said, I hate Albuquerque. It is a crime-ridden, disgusting place. Well, I see why they put Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul on that right. drive. Well, there. we stayed at a Cracker Barrel, which looked great. It was a big parking lot. Mm-hmm. You had permission to park there. It was fun. It was a nice spot, too. Not a lot of RVs and vans. Sometimes you go there, there'll be 50 RVs in the parking lot. You're like, ah, got to listen to this guy's generator all night. Great. Um, but after I moved away from the dumpsters and the flies, then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is perfect. You guys are parked right next to me. And it was great. And then we wake up at one... No, this wasn't that. No, 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 no. no. This no, was, this the, was next, the next night was. No, the it's even worse. You, we had uh, motorcycle meth heads. Oh, that's right. Yes, the motorcycle were, meth heads. They were trying yeah. to jump off their their. They were trying to jump off their truck with a motorcycle or vice versa, but it was like six, six o'clock in the, in the morning. The worst sound in the world is a freaking motorcycle idling about ten feet away from your window for like twenty five minutes. I woke up. I grabbed my nearly full piss bottle. <laughs> okay van lifers and rv dwellers without a bathroom know about the piss bottle okay i have a wonderful piss bottle it's got a huge opening okay let me tell you about that ladies and i dumped it right next to their motorcycle i could give a crap but anyway the next night is when we stayed in oklahoma somewhere in oklahoma we woke up and it was so effing hot that we woke up at 1 you had to keep wake up and keep putting the air conditioner on i think i did too which I never use my air conditioner, which if you know my air conditioner is on, then it's just, I'm a, a toasty, Brandon. But the... Um, yeah, it, got, it was miserable. We woke up at 1.30 and it's hit the road. I said, dude, do you want to go? And you were like, yeah. And we just took off. Julie got to sleep in a little bit, but... It was awesome. Yeah. It was... Uh, what's your favorite highlight? Since you got to go, she's got to go work. But uh, what's uh, your favorite highlight of the trip, you think? Oh, it's so lame, but meeting everybody, meeting Jason and Bruce and Ariel, and I know all that is stupid lame. That's not, why is that lame? That's awesome. Like I, I, I would say the same thing. The Thomasellis? The Thomasellis. Tommy? Yeah, Tommy out in L.A. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so freaking amazing. L.A., was a big shock. The Viper Room being so small and the Rainbow Bar, there was so much that I learned on Isn't this it cool trip. to see these places in person, though? Yes. Like, even the, the Twin Arrows, like in uh, Twin Arrows, For wherever, real. Arizona. It's like you, you see them on TV shows and movies and stuff your whole life, and you're like, there it is. You know, it's like, there it is. That's the Twin Arrows, which Vinny knocked one of them down. Well, yes, not, that was I, fucking that's, awful. I, you talked to my Can't lawyer. You did that. You hit it with uh, my van, too. Uh, we're uh, not going to admit that over anything. And you can see what we're talking about when you watch Vinny's fantastic rock and roll adventure on a side TV in a couple months, hopefully. Okay, I have to actually tell you my favorite, favorite part. So, a lot of the Cadillac Ranch was so hot, and I had to move a lot. 
So while you guys were doing your shots and setting up your crap, I was wandering around. And I happened to find you guys, and you're, you're doing this whole setup with this family. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow, we're filming. I start filming this thing. It's the most awesome scene. It was so much fun. The kids were amazing. I loved every second of it. But the whole time, in my mind, I think that you guys just happened upon this awesome family and got them to star in a movie. It was freaking amazing. Like, how's the guy well, we not- did that a few times. Yeah, we have a lot of children. Yes. In, we have five children in this movie oh that we do gosh. not know. It's like yes. how it was like. How did we run across somebody who knew how to do a body slam? You know? Right. Yeah. My friend Ryan and we're all independent wrestlers. We have been for decades, and there's a lot of in it. Bruce, Jason, uh, my friend Ryan, who introduced uh, Jay. Uh, the guy who body slams you in the Cadillac Ranch. They, these are all wrestlers. And there's oh, be, the Tomaselli brothers. They're Thomas, wrestlers. There's going to be Luke. There's going to be Travis. Yep. There's going to be. I mean, there's going to oh. be a whole bunch in this whole thing. Me. It's a family, dude. I love the family of pro wrestlers that I'm a part of. I love it. I totally forgot about Kilroy's. Kilroy's. Yeah, Ron awesome. Hardman from Kilroy's letting he, us stay there and plug in. The drive. Sorry. The drive through the Garden of Gods. Mm-hmm. Just oh, uh, the drive through Utah. Amazing. Well, the thing anyway. that Vinny has said many times since we've been here at your house in Tennessee is he's having a hard time processing yes. everything that we saw from we drove through Chicago to L.A. and back to Tennessee. Well, yes. in Texas and 5, Oklahoma. 5,000 miles of stuff. Incredible. In, in Texas and Oklahoma, we drove through something that looked like it was a tornado forming. Right. Yes. It probably and, was. And uh, probably because it looked like, you know, a little the little udders coming down from the sky. It's like you could reach yes. the storm clouds. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and seeing a storm over a plane when you're from cities... And, and southern mountains and uh, and cities up on the east coast and oceans and, and bays and harbors and you're seeing this sky where you can't turn around. It's just all around you. It looks like God himself or a demon from outer space or a supervillain is is just taking over the desert. You know, <laughs> it, it's in, it's insane. So well, I always love the diversity of the scenery. I mean, we start off. You start off in lush green Tennessee here. Fluffy little mountains. Exactly. And then you get to a dirty, nasty city, overpopulated city like Chicago. I love Chicago, though. And it's still dirty and nasty. I mean, it's, it's a big it's a big town. It's biggest second biggest or second biggest town on the trip. And then you go through Missouri, which kind of looks like Tennessee in a way, and then Oklahoma's flat as a fritter. You got to see the arcs and you know the arch oh, yeah. way, whatever it is. In St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. Oh. I don't know and then back. Oklahoma is just yeehaw. The blue whale. The blue whale was, was cool. Amazing. All right, I gotta go. I'll be back. Bye, Julie. Bye. Bye. But yeah, I mean, all these different things. The, I, the blue whale. I'm glad she mentioned that. It was. Uh, I've never seen it. Covered in spiders or whatever. Covered in gigantic, ugly, oh. scary spiders, and I hated it. But you guys got a great shot there. We did. Well, we got thank a, you. And uh, we came up with so many things on the fly. <laughs> That was just one of the things. I mean, honestly, the blue whale, I thought was just going to be this, get a picture of it and put that in the collage or something. But we did a whole really religious. touching scene there. It was almost, it was like a, there's a religious part of this movie, very flippant or whatever. And it, it started in that well for Jonah, this story of Jonah. So it, uh, yeah. And we did, we called that on the fly too. You know, how can we, you know, we're going to see a cross next. It's like, oh, so 
That's the fun thing about making these movies, man, is it's total creativity. Um, well, the fun calling thing about this movie, fly. it kind of represents the trip. All these different things. The movie is very touching, very slapstick, very goofy, very... Campy. Yeah, it's very heartbreaking at times. I mean, van life can be heartbreaking. It's lonely. And I think we captured that, and we still got some scenes that will capture that. But the trip, like I was saying before, you got the Rocky Mountains, you got the desert, you got the ocean. We... That was a big moment for me when the three of us, your wife, you and me, we stood on the Santa Monica beach and let the water just wash over our feet. And that was like, uh, we did it. We made it. You know what I mean? It was like one of those moments. We actually freaking made it. It's crazy. Sign to sign, Chicago to L.A. That's a so many things could have gone wrong. Well, and the other thing that I think is interesting, too, is like what we were talking about back in Joliet and Chicago and all them places. Um there's tons of little museums. There's tons of little side, uh, little stands, and little. This was a diner, and they made it into like a little uh, uh, point of interest where they sell tchotchkes. And you go in there, and they're like, "We're doing Route 66," and they're like, "Oh, great!" You know, they're all blue-haired folks. None of them have done Route 66. They work in a Route 66. Uh, the uh, kid with the camera. Yeah, they they work in a Route 66 shop, yeah. and they've never done Route 66. They've probably never left that town, to be honest with you. A lot yeah, of but it's still like... I thought you were talking about the other people that were doing Route 66 with oh, us. Oh. Because we bumped into a lot of people, like the kid with the camera and the red yeah. car, uh, the old couple that we went to the museum with, I, I, 15 old couples that we went to the museum with. But it is a bucket list thing, so I mean, it is something that people, it's a pilgrimage of sorts, and... You know, not to get too sappy, but it's a lot like America. I mean, you're you're. We have cars that go 110 miles an hour. We're not in a wagon train, but you just to take in what kept people going. I mean, once you hit the desert, wouldn't you be like, "Fuck, we messed up. Let's go turn around and go back to Kansas, where there's something to eat on the ground." They kept laying and, pavement, and, and they kept, yeah. I mean, it was like we got to keep going to California. And uh, California uh, was disappointing to me in a way. I mean, I, I know I've always heard how beautiful that is, and the mountains are unique, but Los Angeles was so strange and kind of heartbreaking, and there was a lot of homeless people, and then there was like, we would go through neighborhoods where the, 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 the homes are $84 million. We go to Santa Monica Beach, we stand. We we put our bare feet in the damn uh, sand, and the water rushes over us. And I get bit by a homeless woman's dog. I mean, it's out of control there, and it's this dichotomy of extreme wealth and fake glamour and bullshit, and extreme poverty and just some crazy homeless people. I mean, when we were filming on the pier the next morning. There was a that guy was effing creepy. There was a guy walking oh, around. Oh, dude, I hate that guy. He was walking around eyeballing us, and we basically had to like stare him down. But he was so obtuse. Neither one of us are little guys. Yeah. And neither one. Of, well, you're from Detroit. I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> We've been in a few scraps. And well, when guy, he came up and actually said something to us, yeah. My my line to everybody when I'm filming or doing something, great line, is when people come up and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" I said, "Ah, minding my own business. What are you doing?" <laughs> and it always usually shuts people up and they yeah. just walk away with a you know shitty look on their face. And he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just I'm like you know." Just but he was very very brazen and just you know I could we have been more. 
gracious, maybe, <laughs> but that was going to open up. You could just tell with that guy something was something was off. It wasn't a normal human being. And well, he saw me with a you know several thousand dollar camera in my hand, uh-huh. and then he saw me again with a thousand dollar drone that we yeah. were doing on Santa Monica Pier, and. Uh, you know, I mean, there's opportunity there. I, I I know what's in his freaking head. You know, it's like, it is what it is. But it is thankfully nothing is. happened and nothing no. normally does happen. But you just got to be hyper aware. If you're living in a van, living in an RV, if you're a nomad, you have to be hyper aware more so than you are when I'm sitting on Benny's couch right now. If I sleep on this couch right now, I'm not really worried that anything's really going to happen. But And I'm not worried that much in a van. You can't live your life like that. But at the same time, it's a lot easier for someone to break your freaking window out in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. But then again, it's not. Someone could kick your door down. I mean, it, it, there's, it's just different levels. It's different. It's just different. The thing about uh, van life, though, is it is kind of a cowboy thing. I mean, you're alone. And uh, if something weird does happen, there's not a lot of... You know, it, it's dangerous. I mean, you're in a town you don't know. You know, all your best friends, your family members are in other cities and other states. Uh, if somebody gets the drop on you, you can't escape to another room or leave the house. Right. I mean, you all your all, away. all your possessions are in the, in the thing. Yeah, right. uh, it, it's uh, it's wild. Like you said, I, I said it too on the trip. It's very primal in a way it, it, it uh, like you just said i won't re- repeat it but it's very true i mean safety is a there's safety concerns you don't normally think about like in a regular day-to-day going to work coming home you're not worried about is tonight going to be okay uh even the crackle barrel you know cracker barrels like home base for van life people apparently but even the one the last one where we woke up at one o'clock and said let's just get the hell out of here I mean, there were homeless people two feet away. Homeless people don't bother me, but it is weird seeing somebody at one thirty just walking around, and you're like, ninety something percent of them are just people who are just whatever. But you never know if somebody's on drugs or if somebody's gets a weird idea or they think they see something they don't see. And uh, all it takes is one of them. Yeah, just one human being. So I mean, it's a little unnerving. I mean, it's like. It doesn't bother me because I've just been around all this shit for a long time. But it is something to think about. And it's something you've got to go through and go, What I don't know what's really going on here. Would you do it again? I Not tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I, it's taken, um, how long? Four days now? or three, three, days. And a, three and a half days or four days. It's, um, I'm still not over the trip. And, and that's good and bad. There's... Uh, it's kind of like, you know, catch my breath uh, and it, like, wow, what a ride. And there's a lot of fatigue. And uh, we were going to go shoot tonight, and I just don't feel like it. I mean, I was just like, I, d- I don't feel up to shoot. Um, I'll do it tomorrow all day. But right now, I just want to I want to hydrate. It, it's, it's, it's strange. It, and I'm not in terrible shape, and I'm not a sickly person or anything. But it, it wore me out going that fast. The funny thing is I've been in your house for three days. And uh, listening to fireworks go off to the Polish Army's here. Oh, look at that! How you doing? And I'm I'm beat up for an opposite reason. What is that? I'm beat up because I'm not used to air conditioning all night. I'm not used to having a toilet right down the street. I'm not used to being able to cook, which I've been enjoying cooking for you guys and stuff. But I'm I'm just beat up because I'm not in the van traveling. 
if that makes any sense. Uh, you're getting a little stir crazy, I think. I th- oh, totally. I want to get going. I want to film this damn movie. I've kind of, I haven't done everything I could do to the footage we already have, but I'm getting there. And I want to just start adding the other elements, and we got half a movie to film right now. And I'm like, oh, why did I come here so early? Because I was supposed to be in Florida right now. I was going to make a, a Texas and then Florida, then come up. But I just wanted to get up here and finish this movie. So I'm probably going to take off for a couple of days and explore Tennessee and uh, go see some pals around this area. Maybe go down to Myrtle Beach or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of debating everything. You'll, you'll know what I've done in the last week on the next episode. Yeah, because so. it's going to take us a couple of weeks to get all the actors in place to uh, finish the movie. You've, you've, we've done this. You've filmed this movie and you're editing the movie as you go. I have been working on our own movie, which is called Camp Smokey, which we've been filming for a year and two months or something. And uh, I'm barely ahead of you in the editing process. I mean, I've got 95% of the movie filmed, editing it as I go, and... Uh, it's not a race, though. I mean, it's different stuff. It's not, but it's it's uh, you've, you've done a great job. I mean, you, you, could, you could, if you wanted to, produce this movie in about six weeks. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. I mean, probably less than that if we could get all the parts. Once we have all the missing pieces all together, then I'll have this thing done in two weeks. But it's uh, well, when you edit audio, though, that's the that's the yeah, horror. We'll get it all together. Anyways, I'm really really happy to have shared this. Not only just the van life stuff, but this trip and everything, and uh, with you and Julie, you guys have been fantastic. We spent three weeks together now, or two weeks, however long it's been together since the ni- since the twentieth of June. So right. It's- it's going uh, on two two weeks and a day. So, no, that can't be right. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah. no arguments, no issues that I'm aware of. I mean, you guys could be talking shit, mad shit behind my back, and like who's the smelly asshole on our couch? Uh, you know, whatever it is. But I, I've had a great time. I've had this has been like one of those, uh, you know, memories that you'll keep forever. I mean, we got a movie and a behind the scenes thing and all this stuff. To uh, document it, and I'm that's sure. Really cool. I'm sure this is the highlight of the year for both me and Julie. I mean, I, that's uh, it, it, it's something. If you go do Route 66, it's not cheap. Gas is outrageous, uh, but if you go in your van, you can save on the hotel and try to take as much food as you can. But uh, it is. It, we were filming a movie, so there was a lot of. Well, you guys also had to be back by the second, which was three days ago. Yeah, um, but but we um, we had to spend a lot of time and, and and doing a movie is 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 harder. Even though we do this run and gun, you do run and gun too, guerrilla style. Uh, you want to make it look good. You want you know. And there were certain scenes that took an hour and a half, two hours to film, even maybe more. But if you're going out not filming a movie. Uh, you could probably go see a lot of the Route 66 that we couldn't see. And there was a couple places that we did Route 66, especially in the desert, that was like, it gave me a rush. It was like, where the hell are we going? We're in a weird place. Uh, the roads are turning into dirt, and then they'll turn <laughs> back into gravel. Uh, you know, I don't, it doesn't make any sense where Route 66 is going at this point. Uh, but just exciting. And, and in those places, you saw the most amazing things of the whole trip. And you could do Route 66 in either 40 hours or 40 days. It's you. I, I want to go back and do Route 66 in a van by myself, spend the night in every city. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, 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 and, and it would be a completely different experience. Even if the three of us went again in vans, 
not filming a movie, it would be a different experience because there's so many things that we missed and skipped and uh, just, you know, life itself presents different uh, obstacles. But thank you guys so much uh, for going on this trip and hanging out with me on this podcast. And uh, next week, I have no idea what we're going to be doing. I, I'm supposed to be doing this week. and We did this instead, but top five things I love, top things, five things I hate. Give me a top two of each about living in a van. Not, not the trip, just the van part. You should do a top five. I don't want to wreck you, but you should do a top five of things you loved about the trip and top five things you hated about the trip. I think I liked it. hanging out with you guys. That was a, you know top. I'll give you a top three. Liked hanging out with you guys. I love meeting all the people that we met. And I mean, the van life thing is a given for me. I'm in it. I'm full time now. That's my house. So I, I'm not gonna you know the miles and the and the driving and everything like that. That was the top. I hate extended driving. I like to drive for a couple hours experience something for a few hours, take a nap. You know what I mean? But we were running and gunning because we had deadlines to get back here and all that. We had to meet actors. and The trip from Los Angeles. Okay, the trip, Chicago. I freaking hate driving in Chicago. I always have. Uh, Finding a place to sleep in Los Angeles, that was awful. And then (laughs) getting up at 1.30 in Oklahoma City and driving straight here to freaking Knoxville, Tennessee area, 13 and a half hours. Straight up misery, but... I, I'm proud of myself for being able to do it. Um, loved the time, like I said, when the three of us were standing on Santa Monica Pier with the water on our feet. That was great. That was a good feeling. That was just, uh, we did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and there's been a lot of those. Just seeing the things. That, and, and all the stuff, that the, the segments of the film that we made up on the spot. The Fun. Twin Arrows. The Blue Whale. Uh, the, the freaking Cadillac Ranch. All of this stuff. The, the Big Texan. We came up with probably, what, eight or nine spots that were not in the script. All comedy spots. Well, not all comedy, but a lot of comedy spots. Too. And they're the best stuff. The Twin Arrow stuff is, to me, the funniest shit. Yeah. And just it's the coconut stuff. stuff. I mean, that was fun. That's one of your favorite parts, is throwing yeah. coconuts at me and pelting <laughs> me with <laughs> bowling for Brandon. Oh, that was the hardest I laughed. I mean, if I, if I had a top three... <laughs> I, I swear, top three was probably looking at the 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 San Rafael Reef in the in the like the the golden hour as they call it. It was the sun was setting. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, throwing <laughs> simply it, just a sip. We're leading into something else, and it, he's like, "Throw the coconut out of the window." The, He's sponsored by a thing called Coco Taps, which is a coconut that's husked. Trying to get sponsored by Coco Vinny. How you doing, Coco Vinny? And uh, it's coconut milk, and they just put a tap on it, and you just drink it straight out of the coconut. Fantastic. And uh, fantastic, especially if you like coconut. So I'm drinking a ton of these, and it's just a simple shot. Throw the coconut out of the car. We're in the desert on Route 66 in a town in the middle of nowhere, Near Blondie's on 66 in Arizona. Look that up. Throw it, and he's like, throw the thing. So, first two were right at me. First two, I'm like, I'm just like Nolan Ryan, and they're too dangerous. They they're like flying at him, and he's you know he's trying to be stall. He's trying to be stoic, and, and hold the camera still, dude. I just beat him with these coconuts, and the the milk starts shooting out perfectly, like it's spraying around. And uh, then I'm trying to be cool, and I'm throwing them too safe. <laughs> and he's like, just throw it at me. And the last one, man, was just like, good God. It was like Randy Johnson. It was just like, pop, 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 pop. 
and he's tried so hard to stay still. And at the last second, that thing, I'm going 30 miles or 20 miles an hour in this van. <laughs> throw the thing at him. It's who knows. You pelted me in the arm. And I hit couldn't him hold it. I tried so hard to hold it straight. Face. I was flexing. You, you were smi- flexing. You like, were smiling. Because you were like, oh, shit, here it comes. What, didn't I have and, a hand up like a catcher in baseball? No, like, you were you were completely still. You were like, <laughs> and you were, and I just got so much joy to see that. Just like, bam, hit him right in the arm. <laughs> it's weird what wrestlers think are funny. And then uh, the other thing is probably the when I got uh, the whole night that I had with Julie in Vegas after I proposed to her and she said, yes, that was a great night too. Things I hated... Um, I hated how disappointed I was in Los Angeles. I think there's a real problem out there. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, people need to talk about that. That's really sad. It's a great city. It's a beautiful city. That's a beautiful landscape. It's just there, there's too many. They, we got to do something to help these people in the streets. That was disappointing. Um, I get annoyed at long. I, you know, I, I, I was... I was a little disappointed. I don't know if I'd use the word hate, but I was a little disappointed with, with the desert. I like it was just California was so strange to me. It was like so barren, you know. Like from going from Vegas to uh, oh, the California drivers were terrible. They're the worst drivers, I think. The trucks. They they don't. If you ever go and you're on the highway in California, the fast lane holds the speed limit. But they don't get over. Never. You have to pass on the wrong side. That just was just. They just. They they go like if it's seventy, they go seventy five. That's it. You have to pass on the wrong side. I kept fearing that I was going to get in a car crash. And I got that lady arrested. Yeah, you, that was cool. That was great. That I was in film too. That was in Tennessee. She though. was driving hundred miles an hour, darting in and out of traffic, pissing off everybody, running people off the road, not giving a shit. She's one of these little diva. I'll go. Eh, eh, whatever. And uh, I called the highway patrol because you're not allowed to literally follow them home and kill them anymore. Um, and highway patrol got her. I was, she was in the back of a cop car. It was the greatest feeling. And then there was a, I don't know what it was with blue vehicles, but there was a blue pickup truck that actually got off at the Bucky's exit here in uh, about an hour and a half away from here at, at whatever. Cook, Cookville or Cooksville or Cross, Poolsville or whatever. Crossville or something. Yeah, Crossville. And uh, it went to Bucky's. When I got out of my van, I was looking for the son of a bitch. I was going to literally fight him in a Bucky's parking lot. I, there was nothing going to stop me. I, I was that charged over this guy in the blue truck and how unsafe and disrespectful he was driving. And as soon as I saw him, I pointed right at him and I did one of these come here things with my with my finger. I wanted to fist come fight here. him. By this point, I had driven 11 hours. I was pissed. I was pissy. I was full of hate. Uh, and I wanted to fight him. And when he did it, he started his truck back off, went to the gas station across the street, the shell station or whatever. And, uh, pussy like, yeah, you're a tough guy behind the wheel. Don't, don't be that guy. Just don't be that guy. It's my only advice. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't be that guy. The third thing I hated and maybe is the first thing is we went from Knoxville to Lexington, Kentucky, to Indianapolis, to Louisville, to Chicago, to St. Louis, to Amarillo, to Oklahoma City, uh, oh, I think I got those backwards. Yeah, but anyway, backwards. Uh, then Vegas, Colorado Springs, Denver. <laughs> uh, We're all shuffled up. Well, yeah, and then we went to Flagstaff, Los Angeles, Albuquerque. No traffic problems at all. Four in the morning in Chicago, a little bit. 
We get into Knoxville, Tennessee, little tiny Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, God. We got in three traffic jams, and it was the end of the trip. Everybody wanted to get out, take a dump in a, in a toilet they trusted, and lay the hell down. And I just, I think the city engineers in Knoxville, Tennessee should be strung up at, on a gallows downtown. Isn't that Kane? Uh, well, no, the city engineers that, that designed the, you have three major interstates in a mid-major city, and you don't make it five lanes. Um, and people are going from California to New York to Florida to Ohio to Chicago through Knoxville and, and to Atlanta and nobody in D.C. and nobody effing makes the interstates wide enough. And you travel you on your trip, look at Knoxville, Tennessee, make sure you do not get anywhere near Knoxville during rush hour. On a Saturday. Anytime. Or Sunday was one of those days. It was on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever the hell day it was, it was ridiculous. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate you hanging. I appreciate the trip. I appreciate the friendship and all the tasty meals that we shared together. I'm glad you enjoyed van life. And uh, I don't know if you enjoyed it as much as I do. I love it. I like it a lot. And if you're a van life for Route 66, is this one of those things you do? Do it. Go do it. Spend some time. Have a good time. See all the stuff. Do research. A lot of research. Like more research than you think. Get the app. Go, go get online. Do everything. And, uh, Make sure you have yourself a good trip and be safe. I will see you next week. I am Brandon Bishop. This is Vinny Vineyard. Toot, toot. And we are riding the funk train. And my mom's texting me. So I got to go. Oh, see you next week. What is that picture? <laughs> Easy. <laughs>